You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. Do you feel it in the air? Feel what? Coming in the air tonight? It's getting a little crisper. The leaves are turning colors, starting to fall from their trees. Why am I sunburned then? Because you were just in sunny California. But ladies and gentlemen, Big Boys and Body Slams is proud to announce that spooky season is here. Spooky, spooky season. season is officially here and we are kicking it off with a show that made my that kicked my fight or flight instincts uh at times oh yeah can't <laughs> yeah. wait to get into that oh man yeah, we are big boys and body slams uh we're taking a look at halloween havoc today but before we get into i love you felix that, hernandez my name is zach over here we got kyle i love felix hernandez he just retired he's, he's leaving the mariners and i'm still a little salty about it and luke uh, I, I am Luke, and Kyle loves Felix Hernandez. Yeah, we're all we're all gonna miss him. Felix is uh, mm. Felix has gone to pasture. He he. Oh, so hey, yeah. Did I tell you guys who I met when I was in uh, sunny California? Chippendale. No, even better. Who? Fred Homer Durst. J. Simpson. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. He, with the real Homer Simpson. It had to be. He was at Universal. He was in Springtown. I guess you're Springfield. right. Springtown. Yeah, Springtown. <laughs> ready for spring already. Luke, did you meet anyone exciting over the past week? Anyone exciting at all? Um, nope. Yeah, me either. I'm glad you met Homer, though. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Was he did, was he as big in real life as he is on TV? He was really big. He didn't talk much. Pretty quiet, pretty shy? Yeah. Mo- most of the, the people I met were pretty quiet. Shrek was quiet. Very stoic individuals, <laughs> despite but, what the movies would have you believe. Wait, why didn't you lead off with you meeting Shrek? That's the story. No, Homer is. Oh, okay. I've known Shrek for a while. <laughs> yeah, he True. fishes. True. True. He's a very skilled fisherman. Yeah. Hey, um, before we get started on Halloween Havoc, I just really don't want to talk about this show. It was it was worse than last week's, I think, overall. Uh, but there's some good stuff to talk about. Uh, tomorrow, or today, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, it's happening. AEW the versus revolution NXT. has begun. Yes. AEW goes Dynamite. to TV. Feels like just yesterday, All In was happening, and everyone was kind of wondering what was going to be next for Cody and the Elite, and then now here we are. So I don't know if we'll be live tweeting it or what, but we will be watching it. Uh, probably put some... I'm sure we'll put some tweets out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll put some tweets out there. We'll be watching it and uh, hanging out, and if you guys want to get in touch with us, you know you always can. Yeah, you know how to get a hold of us. You can message us or send us a voicemail on Anchor.fm. Also, that link's always going out there. I mean, hey, if you want to leave a voicemail, let us know who are you who who are you going to watch. Are you going to watch AEW or are you going to watch NXT? Who? 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 Who, 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 who are you going to watch? But who? it's happening. I, I'm very excited. Obviously, I'll be watching AEW probably every week Me live. Too. I'll probably catch NXT on the WWE Network. I mean, who knows? It might be a flip back and forth scenario too, you know? God, um, so I mean, at least to start, I'm going to be on NXT, oh, and then yo AEW, the, you mean? Yeah, AEW. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, also, the big news: Impact's moving the Tuesdays on Access. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the wrestling landscape right now, Mondays you have Monday Night Raw. Tuesdays you're going to have Impact. And Wednesdays you're going to have NXT and AEW. Thursday's kind of like the one day where you can like take a breath. Is uh, it NXT UK going to be on Thursdays? Yeah, actually, that's right. NXT UK when, is going to be Thursdays. It, doesn't NWA have a weekly or no? Yeah, I'm not sure what day that's going to be yet, but they uh, tweeted uh, out the look that they had because they're doing like a studio shoot. Man, if you guys haven't seen it, you got to look it up because it looks awesome. And then Friday, coming up, SmackDown. SmackDown on Fox. We got Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. Holla, holla, holla. 
Yeah, it should we be a lot of fun. Lots so. of legends. We got some Hulk Hogan. We got some Sting. We got some Steve Austin, Ric Flair. Yeah. They're all there. So the year might be coming to an end. But the oh, and The Rock ramping up. Yeah, The Rock's gonna be there. Yeah, The Fiend's taking him out, right? Oh, God, how cool would it be if The Rock hit all of his catchphrases and The Fiend showed up and put him in the Mandible Claw? I want to see that happen, dude. That would be the biggest rub in the world. Here's the thing: how often since The Rock like hasn't been full time, which obviously has been a very long time. How how often has he actually been humbled and not like you know kept strong as hell? Not very often. I mean, against Cena maybe, and against Evolution, he lost at WrestleMania like, twenty. But he's yeah. never been he's never been owned like he would be owned. Yeah, in that Punk, Punk owned him on the mic that one time. Well, okay. The last time he was like really back I mean, was that magic destroyed the, the Wyatt or yeah, specifically Eric Rowan at WrestleMania. Right? The six second one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to go back to his last run, run it was with Punk and uh cena yeah that's true yeah good stuff yeah uh, impact was really good i don't know if anybody watched impact last the wedding week. was the great. wedding the wedding angle was, great. was fantastic one of the best wrestling weddings i've seen there might be a wrestling wedding episode special coming your maybe way maybe coming in, in the season of love maybe mm-hmm. we'll see uh today for you we have quite the uh this is not lovely hey like weddings yeah. sorry fellas so we had a poll uh, we had, we choose, chose between not, Halloween Havoc 95 93 and 2000 uh, And th- thank you fans For choosing 95 But I'm sorry gentlemen uh, Because this is one that I watched quite a few times in my childhood I have not watched in a very long time I'm like oh I wonder how this will hold up Or how I will remember it fondly uh, <laughs> Not not so good I gotta say mid, Early to mid 90s WCW <laughs> was so bad And those fans should have expected more Because they were popping for some silly stuff uh, like well, a monster truck sumo match. Kayfabe was still so such a and I mean so important. I, me and Luke were kind of talking about this because Zach was the late one today. I know. Uh, Savage and Hogan were probably still apart. the two most popular guys in wrestling at this time, and the crowd was going off for them. Yeah. Every time they incoherently cut a promo or wrestled a bad match, like yeah, it is it, it crazy. Anytime you saw an actual body slam, I think the crowd popped. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, as, we'll get into something, but there's going to be a match on this card that people were probably seeing some of for the first time in that Sabu and JL match. Yeah, JL, of course, Jerry Lynn. I had to ask Kyle who that was. I was like, JL. Hmm. Or, or, I, I, bear with me, Google.com could have told you. That's all right. I don't use Google for anything. Kyle's my Google. Uh, me, and, me and Zach talk nonstop throughout the day. Pretty That's much. True. So That's he asked me true. all these weird questions all day. Um, this is Halloween Havoc coming to us on October 29th, 1995 from Detroit, Michigan. There was a handful of people there. Um, 13,000. Thank you. But I'm pretty sure like all the old, cause what last week, last week said, th- no, another week was like arbitrarily That's on Wikipedia, 13,000. Yeah. So it might be just like old ones. They didn't have the numbers for not yeah. 13,000. Yeah, um, we open up with just the goofiest video package I've ever seen. Uh, it was even more goofy than the Mind Games one, the opening one for Mind Games. These video packages out-cheesed those, which I didn't think I'd be saying, um, but they certainly did. Spooky. Uh, I love that we have Shivani and Heenan on the call. They were the best part of the show, hands down. Heenan was out of control. Yes. Uh, particularly later after the sumo match. And and I, I'm going to give him credit later, but for how ridiculous some of this stuff was, his ability to just sell it and oversell it really added to it i mean you oh, could yeah. say the same thing about shivani too because they both sounded so invested in this and i know they were both thinking 
How dumb yes. is this? Oh, yeah, yeah but, they were but both. Heenan, I mean, he yeah. just never he never quits. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, we're going to open up with a video package before our first match, which is going to be about how uh, Johnny, jo- be Johnny Be Bad got in the scenario he's in. Basically, oh he was God. supposed to have a match for the United States Championship like, against Sting on WCW Saturday night, and he no-showed. And they were like, we're going to give him one more chance. And then he no-showed again. And then he, there's this like backstage vignette of him like, covered in grease and he's like huffing and puffing and i got a flat tire yeah he got a flat tire and uh mean gene's giving him the business by the way he's like you should have called and he's like if you thought it they're basically having this argument he says if if i had a phone you'd think i would call huh yeah uh and then all of a sudden here, here comes ddp and yeah, max muscle and max muscle and kimberly, and kimberly i don't think was there was she there at this point i think or? she's in the in the back okay right? and they're like yeah it's too bad that you got four flat tires and, and then he's like I only said a flat tire. <laughs> and then he punches him. And then as yeah. like, as it's fading away, you hear Mean Gene go, oh, what a punch. Okay. <laughs> as the okay. screen fades but, away. But punches, I'm putting huge air quotes on that. Obviously, it's wrestling and there's working punches. But this was one of the worst working punches I've ever seen. It was really seen. bad. And, and DDP oversells it. And you can tell, like, they had a fade, um, little fade animation on that on that promo. And you, but like it faded out so slowly that you could see DDP f- like get knocked backwards or like throw himself backwards, and then he froze. <laughs> he froze there, waiting for it to cut. Classic. I had to watch it back like two I or didn't three notice times. that. That's funny. I, I yeah. missed that it too. Was awful. That's really funny. Awful. Um, that is tire. gonna lead to DDP uh, with Kimberly and Max Muscle versus Johnny B. Bad for DDP's television championship. Um, this is not the best way to open up a pay per view. Uh, no, no. I didn't expect like a five-star Matt Classic, but I expected to be entertained during this match. This was before WCW was putting the cruiserweights out there to wow everybody for 15 minutes. So this was like the big opening wow match. and It didn't wow. How long was this match, Luke? Oh. Right the top, we'll get that out of the way. Uh, it was 17 minutes and one It second. was about eight or nine minutes too long because they could have taken out several minutes where literally nothing was happening. Rest and this holds. would have been a much more exciting match. So I'm literally just off a plane and an hour and a half drive <laughs> and i turn oh, on the no. show and when I'm, I'm looking at the card i'm like okay ddp's good i have respect for you not sleeping yeah ddp's good mark marrow or johnny B. bad sucks but this should be okay because ddp is there's worse good. wrestlers in the world than mark marrow though so yeah he's not he's not i wouldn't he's say he's Phineas. incompetent or anything though. he's not incompetent he's just boring and not good um but this so uh, this match was really boring i'm sitting there and i'm falling almost falling asleep because i just rode a plane for a couple hours this is an hour and a half ride home, and I'm like, this is I how can't. I'm going to start? Yeah, this was yeah. a bad way to start this that, show. That, and you want to talk about just masterfully crafted storylines. Like, he gets a shot at Sting's U.S. title, gets uh, a <laughs> now, tire, now DDP sabotages tire. He doesn't get another shot at Sting's title, no. No, it's now just he like, gets a shot at DDP's yeah, title. Yeah, I guess you still get a shot, but it's... Yeah. Um, did you guys see that disgusting bucket DDT, DDP put on, or I had that the other way around, didn't I? Johnny got, B. Bad it got put, put it on, on his head. Yeah, head. and then he, Johnny B. Bad boxed his ears. I don't know where that bucket's been, but it was dis- it was the nastiest bucket I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it looked it was like, like the Godwins were there. It looked yep. like a piss bucket. It was disgusting. It was really bad. Uh, up to that point, that was the oh. funnest part in that match. Up to that point, also, for some reason, uh, Johnny B. Bad during his entrance he had an impersonator. Oh yeah, on the on the ramp. That was kind of neat. And then Johnny B. Bad sneaks up behind DDP and jumps DDP. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like that. Uh, the coolest spot in this match, I think, was when. Johnny B. Bad hit a senton plancha over the top rope to DDP and Max Muscle and took them both out. Sir, they call that the bad day. 
I'm call- and then he finished. He did it in the ring too. So that's the bad day. But DDP kicks out. Um, and then they are kind of like fighting. Max Muscles gets on the apron at the end here. Uh, and then they go to like, he's holding them and they go to clothesline. DDP Pronouns wants to clothesline bow. bad. And, right in front of the ref, by GDP's the way. GDP's holding bad and Max no, Muscle Muscles is holding him. bad, right? Nope. Oh, okay. The, the GDP way around. went to okay, yeah. hold him, yeah. And uh, the, right in front of the ref, too. Like, the ref's watching this with his eyes yep. happen. He's it's, not even turned around Luke's or anything. It's Luke's boy, Nick Patrick. Uh, Nick Patrick is showing his <laughs> skills here. Hashtag FNP. Uh, unfortunately, um, Mero, Johnny B. Bad moves, and Max Muscles is taken out. And in this kerfuffle, uh, Johnny B. Bad... So uh, Max Muscle clothesline DDP and Johnny B. Bad got the pin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He took advantage of the situation and a simple clothesline laid down DDP and Johnny B. Bad wins the title in 17 minutes. Uh, what and, give it? And Kimberly and Kimberly loves him for it. Yeah, Kimberly is all about it because she's she's, I, she's like Alana. Yeah, she's basically like it looks like she's being forced to be with DDP. I don't know if that was a thing or not. But oh, it was a thing. So she's basically like a the like diamond a, doll. Baby. Yeah, the what, diamond. What'd doll. you rate it? Uh, one point five. I gave it one and three quarters. Um. I thought there was a couple cool spots, like the Sinton. There was the pile driver into a pancake type Yeah, it was move. almost like a Styles Clash type Yeah, move. kind of like yeah, a Styles dude, Clash. No, I was, thought that was super cool. That was DDP's cool. signature. The pancake. Um, the pancake. So yeah. one and three quarters, too many rest spots, too long. You could have taken eight or nine This would have been like, it wouldn't have been a great match, but it would have been like a two and a half, two point seven five star match if they would have just oh, yeah, it would, condensed it. Listen, there was nothing like wrong. Technically wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, it was fine wrestling wise, but Luke? I uh, gave it two stars. Overrated maybe a little bit, but uh, th- it did like at the end it got it like you guys said it got good picked up uh, it got fun although I mean yeah Nick Patrick is absolutely the most incompetent referee I've ever seen in my whole existence and any bad. promotion ever he has the most limp wrist count I've ever seen in my life he always like, and, poses when he does the count too and, yeah well and I don't know if you noticed on two counts like he'll like roll over to his back like he'll uh-huh. do like a freaking uh, like a barrel roll yeah and then put the two in the air but. Uh, there were plenty of opportunities to um, say or to make a disqualification here. For example, oh, the yeah. bucket right at the beginning. Yeah. The bucket is a weapon. Um, and then Max Muscle getting involved all the time. You know, whatever. Uh, it was constant, too. So, question for this match. Yeah. Diamond Cutter or RKO? Which do you prefer? The RKO, probably. Just because uh, Randy Orton kind of like made it like the out of, like the out of nowhere aspect to it. Right. That he, like... He did a lot to really sell that move, I think. So I'm saying RKO. Luke? But I used to say Diamond Cutter, but it is RKO. And I mean... Oh, be, sorry. That's just because DDP never really... DDP would do it as a counter, but Randy just added so many dimensions to that cutter yeah. that no one else has before. I like DDP so much more than Randy Orton, but the RKO is way that's more how I, That's kind of how I feel about it, too. And and it's more. it's just more violent. I mean, yeah. Oh, speaking of violent, we got something good coming up. The uh, Zodiac. Up next, we're gonna get the Zodiac, who aka might, the Booty Man. Yeah, aka uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Barber Beefcake. What, what was his NWO name? The Disciple, right? The Disciple. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's got you know he's got a pretty like what is it? Um, he's got like his bangs. It's like, like the reverse. A it's like a reverse Alpha Alpha. Yeah, his bangs are like up into like a unicorn spike. <laughs> And, yeah, he looks so stupid. He's uh, got he's, this white face paint. He's Kevin Sullivan on his way to the ring. Ah, ah, like just also, this was supposed to be Kamala versus Savage. But, yeah, they mentioned that on commentary. But Kamala no showed. But the announcers couldn't actually give us a reason. They were just like, well, think, "We don't know what happened to Kamala." I think not only no, he no showed. I think he walked out. I think nice. he's done. Um, by I the mean, way, I would be too. The Zod- <laughs> yeah, 
being in the dungeon of doom. Uh, by the way, the the zodiac is list is uh, build from the land of yin and yang. Yeah, I noticed that. That was really that also. Was really did fun. you guys see the random girl that followed Macho Man out to the ring here? No. There was just a girl. She came out of the crowd and then she walked behind him and was high fiving fans and then she was gone. Was that not one of the Nitro girls? Was that not? The, I don't name? think that. I don't. I didn't notice that. Dude, she like literally hopped out of the crowd. Oh. Like I didn't notice they she hugged. They hugged, and then he came to the ring, and she was high-fiving fans behind him. And I was huh. like, what is going on? Weird. So this is just like a non-title match between Macho Man and Zodiac. And the, by the way... The winner faces Mang and... The winner of Mang and Lex Luger. Yeah, right. are they fighting for something? Nope. Okay. Just, that's really just cool. Just reputation. That's, that's but, good. however, fellas... Yeah? The WCW remix of the Pomp and Circumstance song for Macho it rules. Man... Rules. <laughs> rules It so rules. Hard. It does. It rules. The- yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, also, the most the, exciting part of this match fan, was a fan storming the ring. That was, and, he, and he's getting t- it taken to him by the my ref. My favorite thing is that the rest, the actual wrestlers didn't do anything. They just kept wrestling. The poor well, they, well, they got like, out of the ring and let yeah, them take care of it. So then the security's dealing with it. Most of this match happens outside of the ring. Uh... At one point, the crowd's like clearly cheering this guy getting beaten up, but Heenan tries to spin it so that he makes it sound like they're really loving Macho Man. But they're totally cheering the fact that security just ta- shoulder blocked this guy to and, the ground. But but then when they get him out of the ring, he almost escapes. I I noticed that. Squirrel. I wish he would have. Uh, anyways, they get back into the ring and Macho Man hits the worst Macho Man elbow I've so, ever seen, and he mean, wins the match. You mean how his knees hit the ground first, his, and then he it was fell? his feet that hit, hit the ground first. So. Uh... Zodiac goes for it. Just this whole finish. Like, here's this finishing sequence, okay? Zodiac hits a scoop slam. Then he goes to the middle rope for a splash. He misses, stays down like motionless for a long time while Macho Man's like, ooh, 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 this is my chance. Fumbling and, to the and, corner. Yeah, and gets up to the top, even has a chance to put on his pose, and then hits that Macho Man elbow, which you're right, was not the best looking Macho Man elbow. Um, how long a is minute the match? 30. One minute and 30 seconds. Uh, you I, rated that? A half star, I guess. I know what? No, no, no. I'm going to go a star because that fan storm in the room was pretty cool. Yeah, I give it a star and a quarter mainly because half of that star and a quarter is for the fan. and half. <laughs> I, I kind of liked seeing Macho Man because the crowd was so into him. They didn't even care how bad this match was. They just loved everything he did. Yeah. I think fans just back then were so much more forgiving. Oh, for sure. When kayfabe was still their expectations alive, were so yes. much lower. Oh my god! What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a star and a quarter as well. This was very quick and not good. I mean, at least it was short, right? Exactly. Yes, that so was there's, a theme there's a on couple show, times yeah. we can say that here. Okay, I was gonna save this question towards the end, but I just had to write it here. Okay. How terrible. Is the Dungeon of Doom? Is it the worst thing in wrestling history? It's so um, stupid. Like, what is your least favorite gimmick ever? Because the Dungeon of Doom—it's up there for me, oh, man. Katie Vick. That—that that wasn't really that was a pretty, gimmick. That was just an angle. Okay. I'm talking worst gimmick, like gimmick um, that bothers you the most, group that bothers you the most. This was up. This has got to be up. This there. has got to be up it's, there. It's definitely. Up I asked there. Twitter yesterday, and they were saying stuff like, like Shockmaster, like the Shockmaster, but that. That was like a one-off. Though, that was like really. a one-off. I mean, it was. It was the they, only reason it was a one-off is because it epically failed. Somebody said the Mean Street Posse, but nah. I would much rather watch they the Mean Street theme. Posse than these theme. guys. What about that? Uh, the ICP group, the that Oddities, had, baby. That had Gene Simmons. No, the WCW oh, oh. one. Gene Simmons, oh, the Van Dark Piro. Carnival. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. bad. The, I mean, the Oddities were bad too. I would rather watch both of them than the Dungeon yeah, of Doom. So, if you aren't aware, I guess we should kind of briefly go into what the Dungeon of Doom is, just in case it is kind of old school WCW. So basically, kinda, uh, it's this. It's this like the master. 
the master who's this very large man who is made like, of stone yeah and he lives in the forest he's painted silver and kevin sullivan finds him one day and they decide and he becomes his disciple the task master the task master i, I said that wrong right uh and so, then they start bringing in all these other random guys and like then shark their whole goal is to destroy hulk hogan that that is the reason that that the dungeon of doom existed was to destroy hogan you have the zodiac you have kamala you it, have and the dark and the uh, dungeon of doom was all over this is like a dungeon of doom show because it's all over this paper Mang. it's so like giants i almost recommend going back to watch some of these vignettes because it's unbelievable how bad they are yes. it's unconvincing bad sets with bad acting an unbelievable storyline and it's just stupid and kevin sullivan just yelling it's just stupid uh, and, and unfortunately, it has its fingerprints in almost well, every match on this show. I mean, if there's going to be a pay-per-view that'd be like symbolized by yeah, you're not wrong. Dungeon of Doom, you're not like, wrong. They're the most cheesy Halloween. Yeah, that's true. Creepy. That's true. And you know, you know, they were created to give Macho Man and Hogan an opponent because Macho Man and Hogan have stormed through everybody in their careers. Yeah, that's right? true. So like, and instead of matching Hogan and Savage up against like. The four horsemen, maybe they they have to bring in the dungeon to do. Yeah, um, it was really bad. Uh, so that's kind of the the very I, brief you know history what? of the dungeon of doom. By the way, kudos to you for knowing the actual whole backstory. Oh, I, I'm a very I'm a dungeon of doom historian. You know, there's Luke, an episode coming for the dungeon Luke, of doom someday. A couple weeks ago, you left, and Zach was waiting for his wife to come pick pick him up. Yeah, and he's like. You want to watch some Dungeon of Doom stuff? So we watched some Dungeon of Doom stuff. We watched some Dungeon of Doom stuff, and it was one of the worst best nights I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> or best, best worst hey, nights. Yeah, how yeah, many yeah. people in history do you think have said that? Hey, do you want to watch some Dungeon of Doom stuff? I'm going to go one person. It's Zach. It's me. Maybe Kevin yeah. Sullivan, too. We also watched that really two. good graveyard match between fake Gene Simmons and Vampiro. Oh, and, that's the demon, sir? Uh, fake Gene. And Thank then you. we watched the match where Mike Awesome threw the insane the cloud off the, guy off the bus. That was sick. WCW's a wreck, dude. But, but, but then he starts falling, and, and Mike Awesome reaches for him. There was really only like a two-year window max where WCW was I was talking about that with Kyle today. Yeah, it was like when the NWO started to once they like, like started jumping the shark. Like ninety-eight. Yep. It was pretty much like the only time. It Everything wasn't. else was just a train wreck. And, and even I, then, it was ridiculous. Ninety-nine had some good points, but then once you hit in the ninety-nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up next, Mean so, Gene is backstage. Yep, oh, sorry. It. Go no, ahead. No, no, uh, mean Gene is backstage. He plugs the hotline. Are we calling it? I, no, no. Um, and. He, uh, then he Jimmy, interviews Jimmy Johnny Hart's, B. Bad. Jimmy Hart's back there spilling some WWF secrets. Is he? Says mean Gene. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, he interviews Bad, and they're just like, I kind of love this because they're talking like old pals. They're yelling. They're screaming at each other. They're like, we're going to go sing karaoke after this. And then Gene's like, I would like that very much. I'm buying. And then Bad's like, I'm buying. And then it cuts away. He's a bad man. And that, yeah, at the end, when like, all Mean Gene's trying to do is throw back to the announcers, and Johnny B. Bad won't shut up. He's just like hooting and hollering while is Mean Joe, Gene's trying to do his job. If uh, Johnny B. Bad's a bad man, is uh, Joey Janela his son? The bad oh, boy. whoa. Please, no, please, yeah, no, I think so, no. dude. I think Ooh. you're onto something there. I think we're going to have an interconnected storyline coming to He needs to, to do the tutti fruity punch now. <laughs> yes. Um, after that, we Don't get, look at me like that, Kyle. Uh, Shivani and <laughs> Heenan argue for a second because Shivani's asking if the trucks, the monster trucks, are stick shifts. I don't know why, but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, after that, we get another match, which is Kurosawa with Colonel Robert Parker for some reason versus uh, the Road Warrior Hawk. Hawk. Did it um, throw you guys off that Hawk's just working singles action right kinda. now? Kind of. Animal, I think, was hurt at this time. Was oh, was I think he? they mentioned something about it, actually. Yeah. Um, Can I say something? Yeah. This might be like my second favorite match on the card. 
that's that's bad. <laughs> I know. That's bad. I know. I, I don't agree. That's bad. Um, Kurosawa is mean, and he tried to jack up Hawk's hand. So here we are. It's a grudge match. Yeah, pretty much. He uh, he tried Dude, breaking his arm a bunch of times. Deep. Uh, and so here we are. I who's Kurosawa? I've never heard of this guy before today. He's Kurosawa. He's Kurosawa. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. A lot of help. Yep. Uh, Google.com would know more. So Hawk comes out strong, and uh, he's beaten up on Kurosawa, throws him outside, and then he hits uh, Robert Parker, he being Road Warrior Hawk, with a diving clothesline off the apron, takes him out for a little bit, and Kurosawa hits this cool-looking Samoan drop. I don't know if I had a a name. I think it was supposed to be his finishing move. It was a good move. And then uh, Dirty Pin, the ref doesn't see it, and Kurosawa wins the match in... Oh, shoot. I was looking up who he was. Uh... 315. 315. What'd you give it? I mean, I... It was fine. It was just mm. so short. I'm mm. going to go 1.75 stars. Mm. I actually gave it two and a quarter. Oh. Because they were beating the hell out they of were. each other. They were. I mean, I didn't they, dislike it. They were just... It was too I'll go short. Two. I'll go two. Okay. They were just beating the heck out of each other. It was just way too short. It, it looked like they were actually hurting each it other. It was as good as I've seen Hawk look in forever. Yeah. Luke? I gave it a star and three quarters. I'm not going to budge. It wasn't. It Come wasn't um, um, uh, he uh, Kurosawa. His name is his real name is Manabu Nakanishi, and he is a Japanese professional wrestler, uh, really? former amateur wrestler who competed in the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona, Spain. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, he currently works for New <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling. He's oh. a former one-time IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Oh, so wow. give give wow. Kurosawa some respect. IWGP um, Champion. Question for you guys. He's yeah. We're gonna get roasted for not knowing who he was, by the way. Aren't I we? know. Yeah. <laughs> Super strong. All machine. the Japanese wrestling historians, all the smarky internet fans, are gonna come after us for that one. Okay. So serious question. Do we have that fan base? Yeah. Probably. Not. Oh, okay. Question. Yeah. In your top tag teams of all time, where do the Legion of Doom rank? Man, when, if you asked me this question when I was a little kid, it's number one. When you're they'd a little be kid. near the top, but now I don't even think they're in the top ten. Ooh, wrong. Wrong. They're top five for sure. Okay, wait. Did you say favorites or all just all time? Just all time. Like, yes. where do you rank top them? Top five. Probably lower end on the top five if I'm just ranking them based on the career accomplishments. Okay. Um, I'd probably go number two. That uh, seems a little hello. high. Hello, Dudley Boys. Hmm. I think the Dudley Boys are the best tag team of all time. Hmm. I think they accomplished the most over ECW. Over the promotions. ECW. They. Over. They had the WCW tag team titles in WWE. Then they had the WWE tag team titles. And they had the TNA. TNA. They had the NWA, and they had Japan. Were they on ROH too? No. No. Uh, bully. Just, just, just bully. Just bully. Yeah. Just bully. I I, I mm. don't. As of right now, I don't see another tag team in history that is as accomplished as the Dudley Boys. The Legion of Doom, I think, are the closest, and they're second. See, and that's where my list. That's where we might also get some historians who uh, jump on our asses for not recognizing like the the old school, like yeah. the Freebirds and stuff. But you know that's that's for next week. Please leave a voicemail and chew our asses yeah. out. Let us know Zach, what you guys think. Zach needs someone to pick a bone. With well, Zach him. thinks they're like bottom of the top ten. So yeah, uh, terrible, terrible tag team. Only thing cool about them is their shoulder pads. God, the shoulder pads were cool. They were so cool. I I wanted a pair of those. Shoulder <laughs> I wish pads. I could play so football bad. in them. I know. Uh, up next, Mean Gene. Oh man, this mean, is the best thing ever. Mean Gene is interviewing Randy Savage, and this is one of Randy Savage's like most out of control WCW interviews I've ever seen. He can't stay on topic. He doesn't know what Mean Gene's talking about. He insults Mean Gene's facial hair for he some says, reason. He says, "My curiosity is killing me like a cat." And then he said, "Your mustache is crooked, by the way." And then they fight <laughs> for a little bit, and then uh, Macho Man's like turning in circles. He can't stand still. He's, he's basically fidgeting. he's basically saying if. It comes to his friendship with Hulk Hogan or the WCW title. He's going to take business over friendship. 
So that's like the same promo he cut every time man he Hulk. was promoted in WCW about Hulk Hogan, pretty much. Yeah. But basically, he he as he's cutting this promo, he goes a hundred different ways. He's I, out of control. Nothing makes sense. It's so off. I don't know how you gleaned that from the interview because he was all over the place. Oh, I was. I I listened to. It. I actually watched it twice because it kept that, me laughing. Yeah, you would have had to if I think to really understand it. It was it was pretty entertaining to be it, honest. It was hilarious. Uh, and then we go to. Uh, JL, who's Jerry Lynn in a mask. Mr. JL. Mr. JL versus Sabu with the, the original Sheik. Sheik. Okay, I'm going to say this. original. I'm going to say this right now. The Sheik should have been with them at all times. I know. I love this. Ed Farhat, baby. Right? No, no, the Sheik. The, the original Sheik. The original Sheik, yeah. Not Iron Sheik or Ed. It's Ed the Farhat Sheik. is the Sheik. No, no, no. The Sheik is the Sheik. Mm. Um, this was another, knife, this was another just like blink and you miss it match. This is like the third one in a row. This, uh, this was my second favorite. I love this match. Yeah. This was just like uh, this was just like a Sabu and uh, and Jerry Lynn match condensed to like three minutes. Shouldn't this open the show though with a yes, little bit longer? Yes, absolutely. Take the take six minutes off the Diamond Dallas page and give match it to, and s- switch these two matches. I would around, love that, and that would have been the the hot way to get the crowd going. Uh, lots of moon salts, lots of typical Jerry Lynn Sabu stuff here. Not not like the extreme. Like there's no air Sabus or anything like that. No chairs. No chairs. No weapons in this one. Really, Luke. How long officially did it go? Three minutes and twenty five seconds. This is ridiculous. These matches. Like I gave it two stars because for what it was, wow. it was kind of fun. Mm. Um, I gave it two and a quarter because I really liked it. Also, did you guys see the fireball that did not go in the Mister JL's face? Yes. Wow. Uh, I can't, I must have been tired. I give it three. <laughs> what? I, re- I really no enjoyed it. No way. You I just really gave a three-minute match, tired. three stars. Yeah, Luke, you're out in of hindsight, in hindsight, that's not the best. You're choice. out of control. In hindsight, hey, I'm out of control. Zach. We got to take your ratings Zachary. away from you, you are, Luke. You turned. You're down about too. to lose your star rating. Turned me down too. I don't know what that and means. Luke doesn't have anything to say anymore. Yeah, Luke's gone. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, yeah, Greg, um, Greg, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> after further consideration, two and three quarters is where I'm Okay. Gonna, two okay. and three quarters? Yeah, it's still, it's okay. Because, because, oh. because, listen, listen. Just wait until you get this to the was, sumo match. This is prime. This is, I didn't rate that. This is prime Sabu and prime Jerry Lynn. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wait, these two aren't in their prime here? I uh, I think Jerry Lynn's a little bit before his prime. Here. I think Sabu's before his prime too. I think they're in their prime here. Um, they were having four star matches four years later. When RVD versus Jerry Lynn in 1999 and 2000. Was that Sabu versus Jerry Lynn? No, I'm saying both these guys were oh, having four star okay. matches, not two star matches. Oh, I got you. But I mean, without weapons, they were able to bust out a lot of stuff you weren't seeing in '95 like that. And um, I great I I might have graded this show on a curve now that I think about it. So yeah. You might be able to convince me to go two and a half. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's better. Um, question though. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the fireball first. Yeah. At the end of the match, the uh, Sheik throws, throws a fireball at Jerry Lynn, and it doesn't come close to him. No. So thankfully, they didn't get like a clear shot of it though. But then they they talked about it. And yeah. They, Bobby Heenan couldn't get over it. No. It, it didn't even come close to him, unless you want to consider like <clears throat> half a ring apart close. It was better than Hogan trying to do it to Ultimate Warrior. That's just when it light. <laughs> um. Question though. Yeah. Is Jerry Lynn the most underappreciated slash underrated wrestler of all time? I've said yes before. I'm saying yes I'm, again. I'm going with it, man. That guy I think he not... could have been he could have been the Kenny Omega of the late nineties. The guy just doesn't get the credit he deserves. Is that the same did you ask us about him before ask, ask, excuse me. Did you ask us that same question about him before? I think he has. You've definitely asked us not when I did discussion questions. You've definitely I asked brought us it up. so and so the most underrated wrestler of all time. And I can't remember if it was Jerry Lynn or it was not. probably Jerry Lynn, but answer the question. Yeah, sure. It's it's a obviously a four star question. 
Nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, uh, not, not at this point, apparently. Actually. Oh, yeah. Not at this point. Um, after this, we get the Dungeon of Doom stuff for a little bit. Oh, this is bad. The master is out there, and he's just... Like, he is he is huffing and puffing. Oh, God! Jim, I'm right! Darkness! It was ridiculous. The Taskmaster, he doesn't say a word. He's Mike, but he doesn't say anything. His real name is Curtis Iakea. Okay. Okay, he's actually a very famous wrestler. Yeah. He was a wrestler. Oh. If you went to his Wikipedia page, it could say he's like a Hawaiian pro wrestler. Um, I mean, would, would it say he's a pro wrestler? He's a very large man. No, he was. Yeah, he he was for sure. His Wikip- his Wikipedia because I looked up the master. I know the name because I didn't know who he was. Uh, I thought he was giant haystacks or whatever, but haystacks no, Calhoun. haystacks was a big Brit guy. He yeah. did wrestle in WCW. Yeah, he, he did wrestle a little bit. I, I King, thought it was him at first. King Curtis. Yeah, I can. King Ikea. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I said. Um, that's what I said. It's not what you, no, it's not what you said. Uh, so this was just out of control. Something about and then uh, man. He's like yelling about bones of like Banareth, and then he starts talking about the giant and how it's like a prophecy. And then Sullivan start and Sullivan is like drooling like a baby as he's cutting his promo. What was going on with Kevin Sullivan here? He's just doing rabies. His, it was he he was drooling rabies. all over himself. Also, they made reference to this a few times in the show. The giant Big Show was billed as Andre's son, right? Yes, yes. And this is like two years after Andre died. This was his first match too, right? Yeah, yes. I thought I heard them say that. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah, this 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 Curtis I K guy, check out the uh, check out the gig marks on that forehead. Yeah, you can see that they tried to oh cover him up with God. this like rock paint, with but you can silver. clearly see him. Yeah. Also, he appeared in the film The Three Stooges Go Around the World in a Days. Perfect. Awesome. Yep. All right. He, um, he was also an American wrestler. And then, if he didn't have enough shenanigans, we got some more shenanigans because oh, Mean Gene and and uh, half Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He's not. He's not all the way Hollywood yet, but he's getting. He also there. doesn't have a mustache because they shaved because it because the Dungeon of Doom and it didn't grow back Ooh, in three weeks. So just, him. I got to be honest. Yeah. He's my favorite of all time. I can't stand looking at him without a mustache. <laughs> it bothers me. Yeah. It's weird. I was getting really annoyed. Uncomfortable. Uh, I actually, also don't like this before NWO NWO Hogan. Yeah, I'm well, with you. I mean, he just started doing this because the Dungeon of Doom turned yeah, into now, his dark side. Yeah, so now he's dark because they shaved because, his mustache. Because he still went back him. to red and yellow. And uh, the giant kept breaking his neck. He broke his neck for like three straight weeks. You know what's funny is uh, uh, the Fiend did that to He broke Finn, Finn Balor's neck. Right? And we're freaking out like, man, it's been a really long time, if ever, since we've seen that. The giant was a neck breaker. Yeah, the giant. Yeah. But like, they actually sold it like Hogan's neck was broken, though. Like, he was walking around in a neck brace and stuff. And then and he, he was, looked he even was, more ridiculous. He was fine like three weeks he later. He was perfectly fine when it came to this match um, uh basically he's backstage with mean gene and some guy from alabama won a harley and uh we just get a little ceremony for them in the locker room of this wrestling and it was show. awkward it was really awkward i think my favorite part was that like they really wanted to make a point of like how are you going to get this motorcycle home and then they asked him that and he was like uh drive i'm it? gonna drive it home what do you mean how am i gonna get it home I'm giving junior the keys to the station wagon bro <laughs> hey you guys want to hear a fun story real quick yeah so i went to the last san francisco giants game of the season and they gave away a car right a dodger fan won the car and the whole like forty-one thousand people sell out booed him <laughs> that's bro, great bro, if my name got announced i would immediately rip the jersey i'm wearing off right i'd take that jersey thing. off yeah, yeah if you, and like, like pop all the buttons go giants some, yeah. some of you guys don't know like baseball rivalries some of you guys aren't in the baseball i'm sure the giants and the dodgers are like Fierce rivals. Mortal enemies. And so 
So, like, at that game, you can hear people going back and forth all game. So, the the Dodgers fan wins, and the Giants crowd is just <laughs> giving it to that's them. That's hilarious. And then when I watched this, I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah. So, uh, it's a great bike, by the way. It's a good-looking bike that is he wins. It? He wins a great-looking bike. Yeah. Uh, and that's that. Yeah. He wins a bike. It's a Harley. Some lady has merch for him. She's like, here's some merch I printed. And then they, like, got the guy who made the bike, but he's, like, in the corner, like... <laughs> And they're like talking to him off mic, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a real good bike. I built it good." And that's the segment. And, and Hogan cool. says, "Brother, you got a bike, brother." I'm he's brother and left and right brother. here. Let me tell dude. you, brother. Ooh, yeah, dude. Now, brother, we got something good coming up. Yeah, brother. Up next, uh, this is Meng versus Lex Luger. The winner, of course, gets to go on to face Randy Savage in a match. Just a match. There's yeah. Nothing happening. Uh, this was goofy. So Meng comes out with the Taskmaster. I, this match pissed me off. So there was a, Luger. Did you guys see that spot? Okay, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna praise a catapult spot because Luger like deadlifted Meng into a into a catapult. Did you guys notice that? Yes, I did actually. It was, was actually pretty cool. That was the only good thing on this match. Uh, at one point, Meng bit, bites Luger. We get a pile driver, and then at the very end of the match, Meng hits Luger with a golden spike, which is like his big cheat device. Right in front of the ref. Right in front of the ref. The oh, ref doesn't. The, oh. the ref doesn't do anything. Everybody in the arena saw it, but the ref. Apparently. Okay, now I'm gonna get hot. Was the official Nick Patrick? Yes. Mm. Of course. So it was. so Meng covers Lex Luger, right? One, two. Kevin Sullivan breaks it up, and Lex Luger wins by disqualification. When Kevin Sullivan broke up Meng's pin, who is his own guy. So shouldn't Lex Luger be getting disqualified? Yes. Exactly. No. Yes. He, he kicked yes. Lex Luger. He broke up the pin. I don't care how you break up the pin. You broke up the Kyle, pin. He kicked. He kicked to Lex Luger to break up the pin. I don't agree with that. No, Zach does. I mean, it's a, it's stupid. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid finish. But whoever you're hitting, the what? other guy wins. It, or no, excuse me. Whoever you're hitting wins. You broke up the pin. That's the problem here. Meng's pin got broken up. Meng, he has to feel cheated out of that. Hey, he is, he's, he looking, he's looking around like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? He's like, yo, Kevo, why are you breaking on my pin? Um, and he's Kevin Sullivan's like, rat. And by the way, this kick is... He, he It's the weakest kick I've ever seen. He tiptoed him. It's how I kick my kids when I'm play wrestling them. Oh. Like it's that it was that bad. It was bad. I'm glad you finished with play wrestling Thank and you. didn't just admit the child abuse. Um what'd you give it? I don't know. A star and a half, I guess. I, I gave it a star. I give it a star. You well, overrated I overrated it. Bro, this, Dude, this match was bad. This match was 13 minutes and 14 seconds. It was 13 minutes long? Yes. It didn't feel that long. Hey. I wrote like five notes. Uh, so, okay. so you want to hear my question for this one? What? Jerry Lynn, most underrated. Is Lex Luger the most overrated? I don't think... I don't think time's no. been kind to him. Nope. I think his, I think his reputation's kind of more grounded now. And honestly, I don't know how much people were into him back then. No. And that's, that was I was WWF. into him when I was a kid. Was, I was into him as a kid. The only reason I was into him is because of all the merch. Like they just WWF oversold him as a you know, as a oh, patriot. Yeah. But but wouldn't that make him like overrated because both companies pushed him to the moon? Well, it's in the eyes of the fans, though, is it not? Because, See, I'm going from a fan perspective. Yeah, no, I don't think because the he's fans overrated. never really embraced him like the way no, they Ultimate would. Warrior. If we want to talk about overrated, we want to talk about. Over, I'll I'll go him. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. But Luger Luger was not. He just. He lacked inspiration, man. Yeah, like, he did. He lacked a lot of things. He did. Yeah, yeah he did. I do feel bad for he him. Looks, his he his life look. has taken a really unfortunate turn. Is he not doing better now? I mean, he can't walk, can he? He's in a wheelchair most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I hope the guy's doing I, good. He, but uh, as far as I know, because he used to, you know, he was in a very bad place, and obviously this whole yeah. this Elizabeth thing and and all that. But um, from so, what I hear, so you think Warrior though is most overrated star of all time? 
I'd say so. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a real case. What about for that? you? What do you think, buddy? The most overrated star of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe Warrior. I mean, Warrior is up there. I think Luger has to be up there. I still think. I mean, as a kid, you know how a couple years ago, or like Cena for a while, like all the adult males booed him, uh-huh. but all the kids and the women liked him. Uh-huh. I think Luger had that same thing. Yeah, kinda. I think all the kids like Lex Luger. They like the America thing. You know, when you put and it then- that way, it's really interesting because. If you compare him to John Cena, they're like they're leagues apart. But they were trying to make him that the the next they they tried to make Lex Luger the next Hulk Hogan, yeah. kind of like they tried to make John Cena similar to the next Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's ways. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, maybe he is up there. You know, they just yeah they both both companies wanted him to be the top guy so bad, and it just, just was never going to happen. You can't force it. You can't force uh, it. Did this also not telegraph the end of the show like one hundred percent too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, we'll get there. Um, one thing I will say, I, it sounded like your rant, Kyle, was more about like the referee's decision, but I mean, it was just to put Lex and Randy against each other. And then, you know, later on, right. Lex's allegiance, but it's still dumb. Yeah. Should've yeah. Just, it's they should have just had Kevin Sullivan come very, in and like dumb. trip Luger. But for what it's worth, Luger is just shredded. Oh dude. He looks great. Absolutely. Shredded. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll give the guy that he's oh, got yeah. the look. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, up next, uh, Mean Gene interviews the Giant. Uh, that's that. He's just There's, yelling. He's like what, nothing of note to really giant say. Really likes to yell. He does. Here. Okay, everybody on this card likes to oh, yell. Oh, Not oh, just yeah, no, because yeah. Savage is yelling. Yep. I think uh, there was Johnny a decent. I think there was yelling. a decent amount of white powder floating through the locker room uh, on this day of this show. That and this is this is not like this is ninety five. and, yeah, and Earlier oh, promos. It's ninety five, but Every, it feels like eighty eight. Everyone yells. Yep. Everyone. Um. So up next we have what is this an actual decent match? We have a good, a good match. Ma- a good match. A good one. A good I, match. I, on this I show? really like this match. This is flying Brian Pillman versus Arn Anderson and Arn Anderson. Sorry versus Sting and uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a no show because he got beat up by Arn Anderson and Flying Brian. So it's also, just Sting going it alone. Sting's face paint. Sting's looking good. Spooky. It's orange and black. Woo! Thanks. This was the that te- was Ric Flair. This was the team of woos. This was the woo team. Uh. Wu-Tang? Sting comes out. He's on top for a little bit. Eventually, the numbers game catches up to him. And Sting then Flair, looks fantastic. He does. Flair shows Everyone up. Everyone does. And uh, the crowd goes nuts for Flair. Flair is out up. of control. He is, he is honky-tonking all over. the. I don't know what that means, but he's going wild all over the place. He's wrestling in slacks and shoes, which I appreciate. The alligator boots. Um, well, I have shoes. to say, when I was watching this match, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I'm like... Damn, Rick keeps getting really close to hitting Flying Brian or Arn Anderson, or like he chases him around the ring, but he doesn't quite get him. And I'm like, this is kind of iffy. Yeah, this is kind of iffy. Yeah. He's not, he's not fully getting him. Um, the crowd's just dying to see a hot tag. Sting's getting worked over. He eventually makes the tag, and instantly Flair puts the boots to Sting. Well, he does the little, he does the little Flair shuffle. Yeah, he shuffles, then, he shuffles like in the ring, and, and then, then he puts the boots, and then he puts the boots to Sting. <laughs> of course, he's got to get his little strut in. The match lasts how long officially? Uh, Seventeen minutes and nine seconds. And also I didn't feel that long. Actually, bliss. I thoroughly was enjoying. Every second of this match, I liked it. I mean, I don't know if I liked it. How much did you guys give it? Let's do this. You guys go first. You go, go Kyle. First. Go Kyle. Nope, because I gave it three and a half. Okay, I don't feel as bad. Three and three quarters. Um, because I gave it three and a half. Because okay, so it was an absolute tag team clinic. It was. It was. It was super good. And if the, I think if Ric Flair would have actually got some moves in, I probably would have raked it a little bit higher because he's just that good. I understand why they did it the Yo, way they did. It was but, a, it was a perfect, Oh, he also he also takes hey, the tape off his head to show that the attack was falsified yeah. too, which was a, a nice We touch. mentioned we mentioned wasn't this question last episode on who is the best 
tag, uh, team, tag wrestler. team wrestler. Did we mention Arn? Yeah, we did. We, okay. I, we I mentioned Arn. Arn. I think you answered. You said Tully said and Tully Arn. and Arn. Yeah. Um, I will shove my fist up your butt. Whoa. Okay. I mean, okay. if you really want to, I guess we can do it after this. But I don't look at me like that. Prefer if you didn't. All right. All right. Love you. This um, match but, was awesome. But Every, yeah. all four guys looked fantastic. The crowd was super hot, especially for the turn too. So I gotta ask, this, how long is Flying Brian? Around before he yeah. leaves the WWF because he I don't remember they, like, him being the yeah horseman. same they advertise him after this match as like he's the new generation of four horsemen but when I think of doesn't the, it Ben Wallet takes his place I, I think I believe so so he must have been gone because we saw him in '96 yeah. at Mind Games and this is October '95 so he must have been gone soonish after this also uh, I'm just gonna ask a question right here this wasn't even gonna be my question of the match but I gotta ask what. Is Mongo McMichael the worst four horsemen ever? Easily. Yes. Why Easily. is he in the four horsemen? Because he's cut and they needed a guy. <laughs> and he was big. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let me see. My ac- Easily the worst horseman. My actual question for this match was going to be, do you prefer Surfer or Crow Sting? Crow. I go Crow too. Crow, surfer, so, surfer was so good. The man called Sting, sir. But you know what, That's though? That's what they called him when he was a surfer. I feel like he had more iconic matches as the surfer, as right? the surfer sting. Like, more you iconic- think about his, his series of matches with Ric Flair when he eventually won the title for the first the time. Vader. He has matches with Vader. But, I mean... Oh, this, I, our, this incarnation of the Horseman was Flair, Anderson, Pillman, and Chris Benoit. How long did that last? Uh, I'm trying to If look you have here. that information handy. If not, don't worry At the worry end about of 95, it. Pillman developed his loose cannon gimmick... And then he went to ECW for a little bit, right? Uh, no, that was before he was in WC. He, before he returned to WCW, in a match with Eddie Guerrero on '96 Class of Champions. Uh, let's see. So it was at least a handful of months. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So he went to ECW for a minute after uh, WCW, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, went to WWF okay. in June 10th of '96. Oh, so I'm it was wrong. a few months. I don't remember him being in it, but he was. Uh, this was the best match of the night. I agree easily. There, Easily, there, there's nobody can argue with us. Still on can't that. save the show though, Luke. Why are you looking like you see a ghost? What's going on, buddy? Uh, uh, in ECW, I'm just reading. This is Wikipedia, and um, he got oh, Ryan the- Pillman got some backstage people pissed off um, when he referred to New Jack and Mustafa's tag team as uh, NWA. The um, you know the 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 acronym. You know what? That yeah, 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 for? yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, got it. He, National he, Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the the rap group. Okay. So yeah, he referred to them. It seems like on. I see you're also a, a man of of culture as you're a reader of the Wikipedia Times. Yes. Yes. I, I indulge in the Times every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just refer to the, the Times from now on, please? Yes. The Times. <laughs> the Times. Um, Get with the Times. We were out of control. Tonight. My favorite thing about this segment was after the match, after Sting has just been murdered by these three people, Mean Gene like comes out on in front of the crowd and is like, "Let's talk about that hotline a little bit," and you can see Sting in the Titan behind him like struggling and, and dying. then he interviews the new four. which actually was really cool he's like yeah. i'm gonna interview these heathens but let's talk about the yeah hotline it was first. so funny but the interview itself was actually really good i loved that they had him positioned so you could see the three of them and then you can see sting behind them and then they do some replays and stuff it was a really nice touch Dude, I this thought. is just classic i mean the horsemen got together here yep it was great got back together it was great classic shit. um up next we have Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay is interviewing Luger backstage. Here's Mike what I wrote Tanay's about never it. Never aged. I know, but he he's hasn't. also, but at the same time, he's also looked 35, 40. <laughs> For, yeah, like forever. like Arn, like yep. Arn, man. Um, here's what I wrote about this. Mike Tanay interviews Luger backstage. It's whatever. Anyone else have anything to add about that? It doesn't. I do have a, one more question. He did yell, so there's that. Yeah. Um, I know Kyle hasn't. Have you listened to Arn the new podcast yet? Uh. Uh-uh. So that's like Conrad's fourth podcast. So it's Arn Anderson. 
and it's pretty damn good. Is it? Good. I'll have yes. to check it out. Yeah. And uh, he, I didn't know if he'd be boring or not, but he's funny, and uh, it's does a lot more of the older wrestling, but highly recommend. Nice. It's just called Arn. Nice. Um, All right, now go. Up next, the show really starts falling apart, so we get uh, the worst video package I've ever seen, and I'm not exaggerating. This thing was garbo. Uh, it, for some reason, they thought it was necessary to have like a picture-in-picture mode, so you see this like what's the way you describe like a silk sheet and then there's like a picture frame on top of the sheet and then that's what we're watching the video package on it's got bad narration it's basically going over the whole dungeon of doom story with hogan getting his neck snapped several times by the giant it's basically yeah just telling that story uh it's really bad it's really bad did we mention that it's Bad. It's really bad. Um, so we have a monster truck, man. Yeah, so this is a leading sumo. to... <laughs> my favorite thing is they're doing like a flashback in the video package, and Hogan's talking about how he's going to build a bigger and better monster truck to take out the giant and his monster truck, because the giant took his monster truck, and he ran over Hulk Hogan's <laughs> motorcycle with his monster truck. So now Hogan's going to find a guy to build him his big monster truck. Yeah, they're literally going to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's a jealous, envious it's neighbor. It's just a dick measuring concept. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that leads to a monster truck duel. But first, Tony Schiavone disappears and we get a, uh, Eric handsome, Bischoff. Handsome Eric Bischoff. And uh, some other guy who built the monster <laughs> truck who uh, I don't want to say he's the least interesting man I've ever heard, but he's top 10. Bob Chandler. Bob, thank you. Bob Chandler. Well, and mechanics uh, aren't necessarily known for no. their um, colorful personality. No, I don't know why you had to have him on here, but I, okay, whatever. It's probably part of the deal. Uh, this is going to be a sumo match where there's two monster trucks pushing each other. Welded, they're, they're, they're welded, welded together. together. Uh, you have to get, they're very, they, they hammered this point home 700 times. You have to get not one axle out of the ring. Both axles of your truck have to leave the ring to lose. Also, they put bombs on there There's for some mines. reason. Yeah. They put landmines Char- on this. Explosive charges. That seems a little dangerous, especially because they're like, yeah, these trucks are fueled by extremely flammable alcohol. By alcohol. Yeah. Also, we put landmines out there. Also, if we want to talk realistically, if you weld these two trucks together with how much power they're supposed to have, that would not matter. The welding. No. 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 I feel like those trucks wouldn't go anywhere. Like, if both guys started hitting the gas at the same time, wouldn't they just kind of just smoke their tires Sir, and nothing would happen? one is more powerful than the other, lest you forget. I'm oh, sorry, you're right. It's the, this is the most powerful monster truck ever, the, the, the man has ever created. Also, every single snapshot they do... I mean, both of them look ridiculous in their trucks. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like... Giant... Hogan's just looking, like, strained every time. He's always, like... Ugh, like, gotta, he's squinting at the sun. It's weird. I gotta tell you guys, though, the monster trucks were cool. I loved... The, the, the Hogan, I loved the Hogan Hogan's truck? monster truck when yeah. I was a kid. Oh, I, dude, I, I used to have ass. a die cast of it. I loved oh, it. Do you still yeah, have it? No. Can I have it? I I, if I had it, I'd give it to you, but I, I don't go, have it anymore. Go over there? Yeah. It was just, like, a little... Like, a like one you get at Walmart. Like, a Hot Wheels. Or not that brand, but... We're gonna look it up after the show, dude. Because that is... That's exactly... Who's buying me that for my birthday tomorrow? Your birthday's not tomorrow. Oh, yeah, true. Christmas but, is coming up, though. But there's like, there's a few reasons why I remember the show fondly. None of them have been mentioned yet until now. The monster but, truck. Yeah, the monster truck is it, and then like a couple other ridiculous spots. Um, So this is essentially a monster truck duel. Uh, There's a couple teases that you think Hogan's going to lose, but of course it's Hogan, so he wins. There's also an and explosive, then what charge, happens? explosive charge that goes off. Yeah, one of the charges goes off. And credit to uh, Heenan and um, Bischoff for BSing their way through this whole thing. Yeah, they were really selling this like it was like a big fight. Can we talk about this what happens five though, at the end? Yeah, I can tell you're desperate to talk. Did you guys rate it? I didn't. Nope. No. I didn't either. Nope. Uh, what would you give it if you were rating five it? Five stars. Okay. 
Uh, six in the Tokyo Dome, but it's on Kobo Hall, so five. <laughs> Perfect. So they get out of their trucks. The big, their big show. Sorry, the giant is hot. He co he goes after Hogan. They start fighting right towards the edge of this roof. For some reason, they both get up on like on the brick part of the roof, and then they're well, fighting. Giant, giant like double. Choke. Yeah, yeah. And they're like they got each other in headlocks, and then Big Show loses. Giant, I'm sorry. The Terrible. giant loses his balance. <laughs> and then he falls. Off of Kobo Hall, <laughs> which is supposed to be like a huge building. Hulk Hogan's reaction is my favorite thing in the world. Because he's Help! like, no, at first he's like, oh, no. He <laughs> runs. He runs away. And then he away. sprints away. Well, and his run looks ridiculous as it well. It does. So this like he tries so to stupid. catch him on the way down. He's like, oh, no. Help! So he's presumed dead uh, at this point. The giant's dead, and and Bobby Heenan loses his he mind. He is out of. He's like somebody's got to check on him. I'm getting. I'm gonna go. And then he like. My favorite part is as they're waiting for the ma- next match to start. Heenan's just going crazy because he's like, this guy's dead. Nobody cares. Actually, isn't there a match while this happens? No, no. Okay. I mean. Th- Yes, but not while this whole thing is happening. Okay. Oh, what I wanted to mention actually is after the next match, but I'll just talk about it now. I I, I have a question for after this though. Yeah. So. Okay. Who is going to be in the next Monster Truck Sumo match, and when are they going to have it take place in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not going to have another sumo match. You, you don't think so? It's no. Well, who would you, who would you book in it? In a well, Monster Truck Sumo match, they're yeah. probably going to ask for Vader and Yokozuna. <laughs> I want to see Hornswoggle versus the Great Collie in a monster truck match. Size doesn't matter when you're in a monster truck. Exactly. Oh, man. I'd pay to watch that. What about you, Luke? Who do you want to see? That That's an incredible one. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say Great Collie uh, versus uh, Sky Lolo. We'll go with that. Okay. Yep. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Yes. Ooh. And it's going to take place in Saudi Arabia, uh, right? Yeah, obviously. Sweet. It's going to happen here at Crown Jewel. You watch. Book it. Um, They'll have to get the Titanic to take monster trucks over there. So there's a match that happens in between what I want to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, so just pretend like it happens now. My favorite part is Bobby Heenan is freaking out through this whole next match. After the match, it cuts back to him. He's still freaking out. And then he's like, I'm leaving. I got to go figure out what's going on. So he gets up and leaves, and then Siobhan is just like, well, this happened. And then he comes back. Like a minute later, he's like, Not even. He's like, I couldn't get out. There's he's, just he's too like, many. He's, there's, two, there's so many people at the exit. I just couldn't it do would it. take me two hours to get out. I just couldn't do it. And, so I'm um, coming back. Well, and, and also, Eric, while he's like, after he sees this happen, Eric Bischoff is like, I'm going up. And yeah, so Shivani comes off. back. Yeah. And then the, the monster truck guy just looks flustered. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I didn't want to deal with this today. Gonna go clean up a seven foot tall man, clean up his remains down at the bottom of the river. So next we got Lex Luger and Randy Lex Savage. Lex Luger versus Randy Savage. Hey, another shortish match. Was this match short? How long is this match? Five minutes. Oh, is this the one that I didn't get? Yeah. It, so was, it was like five yeah, minutes. It, I don't even think it was five. It uh, was like it's Luger and Savage, and uh, it's not fucking good. Savage wins with the elbow drop starting half. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. Jimmy match. Hart was randomly out there for this match too. He just showed up. Yeah, he, uh, but I think it was like he 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 kind of caused he kind of caused the uh, no he caused the finish he caused Savage to win kind of he caused yeah. the finish because uh, he he's distracting the ref on the apron and then Luger's going for a dirty pin he doesn't see it and that leads to Savage hitting the elbow drop this one looked better sir that is not it, how that went it was still not good but so. So Luger I think went, I'm out of falling asleep during this yes, match. Yeah, I think you did too. So Luger Luger went to Irish whip Savage. Savage counters it into... So the ref is talking to Jimmy Hart on the apron. The ref sees this coming, dodges out of the way. Luger collides heads with Jimmy Hart. And then Luger's on the ground. Savage hits the elbow drop for the Oh, ring. okay. Yeah. Uh, one and a half. It sucked. Savage uh, I gave it one and a half. I gave it one. 
Um, my there's question nothing for, to my, substantiate. I had, a, I had a really good question. What about is this. it? What is going on? <laughs> what the That's hell the is point this, I was running at this show. I was like, I can't. This is when my fight or flight was starting to become initiated. And I was like, I got to go. I can't do this anymore. But one thing, I mean, I just, once again, Bobby Heenan, I cannot give him enough credit um, for selling his ass off the entire time. Oh, yeah. Dramatic. And he even had that line as, you know, like to Shivani, like, you don't know how far this or like, you don't know how this is. You don't know how far his father and I go back. Like yeah. the whole Andre thing. By the way. Is that in poor taste? Like, Kinda. Especially since Andre had already passed away. I'm fine with it, but it's not the I most tasteful thing in the world. I don't think it was in poor taste, but I don't think it was in good taste. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I, I look at it. I mean, I get it. He's a big guy. Hogan and Andre were friends. Hogan's yeah. probably most memorable feud of all time was Andre the Giant. You're not you got to try to cash in on something. Wearing the same singlet. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. I just, Fine with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's wrestling, so there's yeah. just there's distasteful stuff Next, everywhere. you're going to tell me Edge and Christian aren't really brothers. <gasps> Brother, um, should we get to the main event now? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the Yeti may or may not be in attendance tonight. The Dungeon of Doom secret weapon. So just look out for that. So Hogan versus Giant. Um, Hogan starts by apologizing. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Michael Buffer's out here. Yeah. It originally starts to announce the Giant, but then all of a sudden, dude, this song. Oh, I love that. He's it's like, there's so been a, and quickly Michael Buffer's like, there's been a change. Here comes the champion. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like flustered. He's and then my favorite part. So he's cutting a promo like, oh, I'm really sorry for what just happened. Like I just saw a guy die. Like I'm pretty rattled. And then the Giants' music hit. And did you guys see Michael Buffer aggressively steal the mic from Hulk Hogan? So like, this is my only job. Like I get this, paid like a million yeah. for this. He's like, I am not gonna let you ruin this for me. Uh, and then yeah, the Giant shows up and he's perfectly fine. Yep, he didn't fall. How do you feel about he the champ even, coming out first here, Kyle? I get it in this instance. Yeah, this instance was fine because what about the earlier when it happened? Dead. Oh, it was just another bad thing. I feel like they could have built this up more, a little bit to like. You the, mean not throwing a guy off a roof to die? I mean, if you're fine. gonna if you're gonna do that, later. like the fact it wasn't even 50, it was like ten minutes later, and then he's totally fine. Like no dude, dungeon to do magic. No right. pavement marks on him. Like he's not wet from being in the river. Maybe like he's perfectly fine. Pet cemetery. Yeah, right? Like, there's no signs of anything. Um, oh, you know what kind of sign there is in this match? <laughs> what? All of a sudden, Hulk Hogan loses his bandana, and he's got Taskmaster What the fuck was that shit? On it. it's, dude, it's like in Dragon Ball Z, like the fucking Majin mark. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> I was like, For no. For you anime nerds out there. Don't do this. So yeah, he's got the Taskmaster paint. So it's like, oh, they've got control Hulk's getting him. beat up for a lot of this match. Um, then he slams him and hits a leg drop. He try At uh, one point, Heenan tries saying that the Giant is 7'4". Okay, whatever you say. Like 500 pounds. Um, yeah, uh, Hulk hits the leg drop, and then uh, there was no pin for some reason. Well, Jimmy Hart got involved. Oh yeah, Jimmy Hart starts, he hits, he hits uh, the ref with the belt, and then he comes in and he tries hitting Hogan with the belt. Hogan no-sells it and is like, get out of here. And then while all that's happening, that allows the giant to recover. We get a bear hug that lasts 700 minutes. I don't know how to accurately <laughs> represent the time. Time stopped when this happened because it lasted for... Ev- this was... Listen, this was the longest bear hug spot I think I've ever seen. Until the end of the also, match. Also, can I, can I talk about real quick? Uh, Hogan tried to make slamming the giant. Like, he tried to do the same exact But he did it thing, with ease! The same exact thing <laughs> they with, did to Andre. with Andre. And he tried to make it that big of a moment as if this match had any sort of that no. same drama. Well, the, uh, he also just lifted him, like, easily, too. Yeah. Like, with Andre, it was, like, this big struggle with the giant. He was like, there you go, buddy! And he just did it. And then, yeah, eventually... Okay, bear hug, go The ahead, bear hug please. just lasts 
an eternity. Yep. It's so bad. There's no selling happening. There's no torque. It's just two guys hugging in the middle of the ring for several minutes. And then Luger and Savage come Luger out. Luger and Savage come out together, by the way. Yep. No, yep. wait. Doesn't, yes. doesn't no, somebody else come out first? Nope. 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 Okay. Jimmy, it was Jimmy Hart. And, and then, so yeah, so then Savage and Luger come out together like they're friends, but then they start beating up opposite parties. So Savage is trying to save Hogan. Luger's trying to kill him. Well, Luger just starts beating up on <laughs> Luger starts beating up Savage. And, and then we get then the Yeti. There's a giant ice cube in the ramp or something. It looks like a big ice cube. It breaks open. This is how I remember it. Did it? I don't know. I thought he'd already been released. Listen, the Yeti, the Yeti comes out. Who's actually a mummy? It's just, <laughs> Who's it's a, just mummy. a big ass mummy? It's just a big man wrapped in toilet paper, and he comes out, and they make a Hulk Hogan sandwich with him. And dude, he's like, he's like, he's taller. Hogan. He, he's also. Did you guys notice he's bigger than the giant? Yes. Yeah. Who yes. was he? Uh, looking it up now. Was it Ron Owens? Was that his name? Keep talking. So they basically just, they're just two way in Hogan here, and he's in the middle of this Hulk Hogan sandwich, and that's the end of the show. That's it. That's how it ends. That's the end. Fun. The Giant wins by DQ, by the way. Fun. Why does the Giant win this match? I don't know why the Giant wins the match, but he does. I guess because Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, Hart was Hogan's manager. Jimmy Hart was Hogan's manager, and he took out the ref. So I guess that's where you're getting that from. Ugh. But uh, the, my favorite part is like, the, there's an announcer like off screen, like, attention, the Giant does not win the belt. The title stays with Hulk Hogan. And while they're saying that, the Giants just running around with his belt like he just won the thing. He's like got it oh, up on bro, his shoulder. Bro. Yeah. Uh he's Reese. The Yeti's Reese from Raven's Flock. No? You guys don't remember Reese? I don't remember from, Reese. From Raven's What's his Flock? real name? Reese. Um, Ronald Allen Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Ron Reese. I said Ron Owen, so I was So close. so Ron Reese came out there. Yeah, and that's the end of the show. Uh what do you guys give this match? What'd you give it? How long was it? It doesn't matter. Uh, no, it was. Uh, Who cares? Fourteen minutes and thirty seconds. I gave it a half, star and a half. Uh, I gave it two point two five. Hogan. Not really. I gave it one point five because <laughs> I'm not you, Luke. I don't rate bad yes, matches do. better for my favorite yes, you guys. You do. You just gave Raven and Perry Saturn a, a better two. <laughs> I gave it a, like a two and a quarter. That's and not we, good. And we gave it like a one and a half. You Luke, Luke, it. you can't defend me rating something two and a quarter compared to you rating a not good match four stars. Luke, what did you give I didn't this give match? It four stars. Thank hey, you. what you you did? You gave this Stone Cold Kurt Angle match four stars. Yeah, that was worth it. What did you give this match? Dave Meltzer agrees. Uh, I gave it uh, two stars, but it's still absolutely fucking absurd. It's a mess. It's yeah. a circus. Uh, uh, shouldn't even. No, it's, it's, it's a star and a half. Bro. It's it, not even. It's bad. I mean. <laughs> It's a mess. This this shows Jesus. this show, That's how the show goes off the air. What'd you give the show? I Zach? gave it the easiest F besides New Blood Rising I've given. Oh yeah, this yep. was an F. This was the second worst show we've looked at. Yep. This is like my first stint in. College. I'd rather watch December to December. <laughs> I'd rather watch. How'd that Dece- go, pal? Apparently not. Well. <laughs> F. Uh, I'd rather watch December to December again than watch this show. To be honest, this felt this was torture. We're having to sit through this whole show. Yeah. No. It it, it was just. This is 1995 WCW where they just threw any cheesy shit at the wall. Do you ever wonder? I was thinking about this today, and this is a little bit of a... Oh, it's an F, right, from both of you? Yeah. Okay. Um, Did you ever wonder? So, like, a lot of people from our generation, like, in our age range, like, the late 20s, early 30s, like, a lot of those people that have, like, preconceived notion about what wrestling is who don't like it, like, how much of that do you think stems from the fact that when they were growing up watching the product in the early 90s, it was fucking ridiculous. It was just hokey garbage. Yeah. Like how much when they think wrestling, like how much of it is that like over the top, cheesy, corny garbage Circus. Circus. compared to now if they were to watch the product, it would be almost unrecognizable. It is I completely. think that I think there's I was thinking about that. Today. I think that's part of it. I think 
a lot of guys are so uncomfortable with themselves that they don't want to be watching guys in underwear hug each other act i mean let's be real yeah it's it's, it's a giant i mean they're really hurting each other right like half the time but it's a soap opera but yeah it's a soap opera and guys a lot of people don't want to admit that they watch guys in underwear oiled or up. oiled up yeah. wrestling like they just don't want to admit it they don't think it's they they might even think it's cool i know a lot of people who think wrestling are, is cool but, but they, they don't never want to talk about it. it they're closet fans yeah yes there's a ton of them. i'm a closet fan no you're not but oh, okay. just think about just think about this because 90 1995 wwf even though they had way better like talent at the time still was doing the same hokey shit so just imagine how much of a breath of fresh air the outsiders were. Right. Oh, I know. Oh, my it God. It changed the game, dude. Hogan turning and the yeah. outsiders. Changed the game. Well, well, but just the outsiders originally coming in. It was just something that was actually somewhat real at all. What about when Luger came in in the Mall of America? <sighs> nitro. First Nitro. Yeah. Crickets. He's really good. So that was uh, that was uh, Halloween Havoc 95. Do we have a show pick next week? Guys, What's Hell going on? Hell in a Cell 2019, oh, yeah. brother. I'm so um, sorry for this, by the way. We guys. wanted to do a preview for you guys, but they've only announced, they've only announced three, three matches. matches as of us recording this. So let's let's do predictions of them. So Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, Hell in a Cell for the WWE Universal if, Title. If, if Seth wins, we riot. Uh, Bray's got to win. Uh, the Fiend will win. I don't know about Bray, but the Fiend will. They're the same person. You're an asshole. No, no, there's two. Bray Wyatt himself does refer to them as two different people. Um, Wik- next. Wikipedia says Seth Rollins versus the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. So. The Fiend. Hey. Then we have a Hell in a Cell match for Raw's Women's Championship between Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Sasha Sasha Banks. Win right. Sasha Banks. Please. Please. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to that match. Me too. Like a lot. Oh, they're gonna beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Then we got uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Hmm. I think it's gonna be Rowan and Harper. I, I I do too, and I think Bryan's turning on Roman. I don't know if he'll turn on yet, but I could. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it happened. I'll just go. I'll just go the opposite. Why not? Okay. Okay. Um. Just what do you? So what do you think is going to be added to this show? I think there could potentially be a WWE title match added. There's got to be, right? But I who, think who's it going to be? Who's going to win be, on SmackDown? I think it's going to be Kofi and Brock because I think they're going to go to a non-finish on SmackDown, and then they're in the in this mess of messy haze. They're going to be like on Twitter. We're just going to add it to Hell in a Cell. Uh. And uh I, I mean, I don't know. Corbin I, and um, Jordan. No, no, no. Gable. Gable, Chad Gable. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I could see that being added. Um, You know, Rusev versus Lashley is looking like something that's going to be added. Dude, Lana Lana and Lashley were macking on each other at the end of Raw. Yeah, there's some dry humping going on. (laughs) That was crazy. So so for the WWE title, right, I don't think Brock's going to win, and I don't think Brock's going to fight for it at Hell in a Cell. I think Brock's going to destroy Rey Mysterio at Hell in a Cell again. I think they're going to have a match put together. I think Ray's going to screw Brock out of the title on match. Friday. So because so that that gives Brock an out, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Ray screws Brock and sets up a match where Brock just destroys him, setting up a match between Dominic and Brock Lesnar oh, coming okay. up look down the line. Because the next pay per view is about Survivor Series, so it's going to be Raw yeah. versus SmackDown. Then you have the big build to like a Dominic Brock Lesnar match, right? Do you think it's possible that? This is going to be like a six-match show. I mean, if every match goes 25, 30 minutes, yeah. It's just crazy that like... So is it, is what it was our be another what, shorter show? Because that'd be sweet. I think it's got to be. That'd be Cause sick. Here, you know what's crazy is we were talking about... We were talking about uh, our Clash of Champions. And I was like totally convinced that like they were spending so much time building to Hell in a Cell 
that it, it felt like Clash of Champions had taken a back seat, but now it's time for Hell in a Cell, and they've done nothing. So what's the real build towards? It's it's towards SmackDown on Fox. Yeah. And it's toward the brand split yeah. rehappening. Because because you're you're ending Owens and Shane McMahon on SmackDown, right? Yeah, in the ladder match. You're getting a WWE title match on SmackDown, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's other matches too. So you you got to get you got to at least add four or five more matches. If if you're yeah. gonna do a four hour show with a with an hour pre show, so five total hours, you have to have more than three matches. You yeah. have to have more than yeah. six matches. Yeah. They, I mean, it's it's weird. Like I thought around Clash of Champions time, like I thought that the build was steamrolling Clash and going straight to Hell in a Cell, and it's kind of they dropped it outside of the Seth and Braith stuff. Like, what's where's Braun? Yeah, so so he's nowhere to be yeah, seen. Yeah, where's Braun? Right? Where's Bailey? Yeah, where's Bailey? Where's uh, who's Bailey gonna fight? Yeah, what's going on with the tag team stuff? Any of the tag teams anywhere. Rudolph won last night against Heavy Machinery, right? Yeah. But wh- wh- where's that going? Heavy Machinery hasn't done anything. I hate Heavy They're Machinery. They're on SmackDown. They're a SmackDown team. The, the, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are on are Raw. Raw team. I can't wait for the draft next God. week. I, 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 need, I need it. Friday's going to be fun, but it's going to be a shit show at the same time. I think it's going to be great, actually. I think the show's going to be gonna, great, but, but they're, they're going to cram up so many loose hey, ends. Hey, uh... Since we're only like an hour seven, I got a few more things I want to ask about. What did you guys think of the set for Raw? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I just thought it was fine. Like, it pretty much was the same set, except the video screen went seamlessly from the floor to the wall. I didn't think it was the same set. I thought it was kind of different. I liked it. It was cool. I mean, yeah, it was for what it was. It was fine. God, wonder, you stuffy internet I'm fan. really interested to see what, how SmackDown's going to look. Uh, how did you feel about the announced team? I liked it. I think that given more time to gel, they could be really solid. This Dio guy, I don't know who he is. Die D. He uh, seems okay. Pretty solid. Uh, I from I did a little research. It looks like he was mostly like a tr- a Twitch streamer. He seems like he's a Heyman guy. Well, That's what it sounds like. If um, uh, Golden Boy is that his name? Yeah, he was from a video game guy too. Yeah. So he he's good. I liked him. So, I mean, I th- I thought King felt very restrained. Uh, especially during women's matches, which was fine. Here's the thing: is King hasn't sounded like classic King in a since, long time. Yeah, but since, I thought since, it was fine though. Since, since you can't sexualize yeah. women, well, yes, TV. a little bit of the bubbly. Real here. Oh, Pe- people it. are trashing the announced team already. Okay. Yeah, this is the first time that these three guys have all worked together. Yeah, you got to give it time. Uh, it's the same thing with like the first AEW show, the the Jim Ross Golden Boy or not Golden Boy. Jim Ross, Excalibur, Marvez, Marvez they all yeah. didn't gel the first show, right? Excalibur obviously held that team together. Right. Now Marvez kind of got replaced. It's sounding good. Yeah. Give the team... It'll two, be fine. Give It'll them like fine. three or four weeks to see what you can... They, they gave the stronger team to SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm i glad Graves isn't doing both shows. Me too. It's going to make Graves uh, sound 100%. so much fresher and 100% so much better. 100% agree. Um, I just wish that he wasn't because he's still with Renee now, right? They're yeah, it's just, Renee, they basically just took the Raw announce team and put it on it, SmackDown. It's Cole, Renee, and yeah, so Graves, they're number Graves. one, they're quote unquote number one announce team on the quote unquote now number one yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's basically just what Raw's had for the past ever. Yeah, um, I, just, I just I'm sick of Graves and Renee being on the same. Team. Me too, man. They argue and bicker like the husband and wife. But I think Graves not being on both shows will definitely. Help. I do too. Yep. I do think. Please give the announced team a little bit better. Jerry Lawler sounded fine. Yeah. Like, Just give him a chance. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like Jerry Lawler, and I, I can see why. Sure. But give him a chance. Give the team a chance. It's fresh. It's new. They're going to have to work work to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, 
Also, what do you think about the CM Punk rumors about the Fox show? Or do you think these are real? It do seems you... real, and it seems like it's going to happen. Like, it seems like it's more than just a rumor at this point. I saw, I saw a comment on uh, Reddit. It was like, this would be like the most anticlimactic return for way for CM Punk did, to return. Of did all you time. see what Punk said today? Uh-uh. He said, Rock, why don't you call me when you're in yeah, the ring? Yeah, I saw that. Because it was a throwback to the last time right, he was right, on right. Ron. But, but do you think the bridge... Bro, has how? been repaired. Yes. How? Yes. Yes. It's it's so nuts. How I think it's money, not just money. I think time. Time has done a lot. I think. I, I think. I think there's people like we've all had falling outs with in the past. That when time kind of heals that wound, and you're you see that person again, and you see him, and you're like, damn, I kind of miss that person. Well, let's in my be life. honest too. A lot of the staff has been not turned over, but they're shuffling around a different role. So maybe he has a contact person he's always kept in touch also, with. And now that they're in a role, the position to maybe bring him in. If you there's know. one thing that Bruce Pritchard stretch stresses, that's like Vince McMahon's motto. It's never say never. Yeah. Vince will never burn a bridge I, unless he absolutely has. to. I also want to say, um, triple H, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of the talent relations stuff. He's doing yeah. a lot of the Vince's roles in the past. Like, he's, yeah. And how many, Let's let's look at how many role like relationships Triple H has been a key part of. Like Bruno San Martino, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. These are people nobody thought would come back. Yeah, so I guess add one more. The thing that makes it interesting to me is that there's such a personal vendetta against Punk and Triple H. Right. That's the surprising part to, to me. So, yeah. So think about this though. Do you think that Triple H has the vendetta or do you think CM Punk oh, it's, did? it was CM Punk one hundred percent. Punk was a salty and, dude. And I'm gonna I'm gonna Go on the record and say Punk. I would have done the same thing in Punk situation. Me too. If if you have staff and you're not getting treated right, like I have no problem with you walking out, right? Like if you're getting treated like that, walk out. You know and you know funny? what? It actually it actually caused a lot of positive changes. I was exactly. literally about to say that. It, how, it, he what he was hoping to achieve, he achieved. Maybe he sees that. Maybe that's another piece of it. I think that maybe he sees the way they're handling their talent now. Absolutely. And he thinks, okay, maybe it's safe for me to step back in. I, I think a combination of things, right? Time. I, uh, I think other vin- changing attitudes on both sides. Other ventures haven't been as kind to him as he. Yeah, would that's hope. true as well. Um, and also, I've been reading some stuff about how he kind of pissed AEW off. Really? He, yeah, because he painted them in a bad light, I guess, by uh, saying that they texted him. They an texted offer. him. Oh but Co- yeah. But Cody, Cody said that he won't say who, but he had they had somebody meet him for coffee somewhere. Hmm. So so who knows? And you know the other thing is, what's the other thing? Even if he's not. In wrestling right now, he's still a worker. He still can work the people, just like Chris Jericho did when he wasn't wrestling. Can you just imagine how good a studio show with Renee Young and CM Punk could be? Like oh, it yeah. could be like Talking Smack 2.0, but like for reals. I'm looking forward to that. And if, as long if, as if it happens, if it happens, and of course, and as long as he's back in the door, I mean, an interim return is always right there. You I'm, know, Luke Luke said something about it being anticlimactic if he was just working on talking smack or whatever, and I totally agree. I, yeah, it is. It is I, anticlimactic. I don't, I don't think I would enjoy it as much because I want to see that one last match. But and, you know what? Well, hell, I, how, go ahead. How easy would it be for that feud to be set up? You interviewing a wrestler, he makes a snide remark to Punk, and then all, all of a sudden Punk showing up at SmackDown. Like, right? Well, I don't even want that. That's the thing is. Before they put him on the show, if that's just going to be his role, whatever. But before that, at least out of nowhere, get the and get the watch SmackDown on Friday. I don't know anything. I'm just saying, if it's going to happen, that seems like the most logical spot for it to happen. And he hits someone with a GTS. It's fine. It's all good. I want him to hit Vince with a GTS. I don't think we're going to see that. Kevin Kevin Owens headbutted him last year. What? What? Or two years ago? What if? 
Oh no! <laughs> Whenever but, Kyle says "what if," I get a little nervous. Or can I ask you an honest question? No, or serious question. Sup? That's never a serious question when I ask that. Right. But what if he screws over Shane McMahon in that match against Owens? Oh, oh, you're. I like that. I like, yeah. the, I like the way you're thinking. Did, you, that, did that just pop up? Yeah. It probably won't happen, but if it does, yeah. that, I that, would that, pop. That's so a perfect feud because then Triple H could go back to being a heel. Work another match, and you could you could set up a Shane and Triple H getting beat up by Owens and Punk, and then you could turn Owens on Punk and then have that match. Yeah, God, I'm a genius. You know what, You're a genius. Yeah, we still got some voicemails. To get yeah, to, let's get we? to voicemails here. We got just a few this week. Uh, I know the timing for our recording and uh, schedule is a little bit different last That's week. My so fault. Sorry. Some of these questions are kind of in relation to what we talked about two weeks ago. Two mind games. Um, so, uh, yeah, but there are some mind games related questions as well for last week. So we'll just lump them all together and we'll do it. First up, the real DZ of professional wrestling is back. Dakota Zankner has wrote in. So we'll get to his first. And we have, so we have three. We've got one from Dakota, one from Keegan, and one from Professor Joe. Boys and body slams, this is once again your pal... Say it with me. The, the real DZ of professional wrestling. Nice. Also known as the voice of the voicemails. And I have yet another question for you. Last week you guys touched on this a little bit, but I'm dying to know. Where do you think they're going to go with the Fiend if indeed he wins the Universal Championship without interference? I think they've booked themselves in some interesting territory here. I see him going on a Goldberg, Asuka-esque streak because to me, nothing other than dominance makes sense. What are your thoughts, big boys? Yes. I say, let him in. The nice. Fiend loses clean in the middle of the ring five minutes. Stop. Don't Shut do this. Up. Oh, I was about to say, and now we go to our fantasy booker, uh, Kyle. No, no, no. It's, I mean, I think he's got to win. win. He wins. I think yeah. he's got to win. I think he's holding that belt for a the foreseeable future. I I, th- I think, as Dakota said there, I think a Goldberg streak would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would love him to win the belt here and then not hold it just to next WrestleMania. The WrestleMania after that. Give it, give a guy a long reign like the AJ Styles reign or the Punk reign or the JBL reign. Wasn't a reign. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think, like you said, they've kind of booked themselves into a corner here. Like, I, you, I, you have the hottest act that you've had arguably in years. Well, and we did go on a rant about that. And you've so, thrust him into the title picture. You've got to have him win. Now. Can I ask you guys both a question here? Yeah. Of course. Fiend wins. Say Fiend wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say Brock wins. Then you have Survivor Series and you have the Raw SmackDown match. You can't have Brock beat Fiend, but you can't have Fiend beat Brock clean. Do you want to know an easy way to get around that? Not have Brock win. Don't have that match. Yeah, just don't do that. Don't do but, that match. But, but every year they set this up. But they don't have to set it up this year. I think we're already going that way. I mean, you're probably right. I'm saying they didn't. They won't have to. Also, yeah, don't have Brock win. Yeah, you could have Kofi. You could have him actually squash Kofi. Yeah. Do you think it's yeah. a squash match on Sunday? I, no. I see it being like an eight-minute match. I think a 12, 15-minute match. I think Seth will get his offense. And I, they don't want Seth to go down looking weak. Weak. Yeah. What about you, Luke? Absolutely. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> well, so, thanks. Yeah, I think he's going to, like Dakota said, thanks that for was calling in. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that commentary, yeah, Luke. I've got great uh, fantasy analysis. Uh, thanks for calling in, Dakota. And, uh, yeah, good good question. Up next is going to be Keegan. He's got a couple comments about uh, uh, mind games and uh, everything that's around in that show. And the main event. And McFoley. 
Keep stalling. It's loading, so. There we it's go. Sports Entertainment Spectator with Keegan Dimitrovic. Uh, I really liked your guys' uh, review on uh, In Your House Mind Games. Uh, was it a great pay-per-view? Absolutely not. But that main event with Shawn Michaels and Mankind was absolutely incredible. I loved how Shawn just jumped in kind of hybrid super kick classes slash Van Daminator uh, the chair back in the Mick, uh, Mick Foley when he was on the turnbuckle. Um, as for the three faces of Foley, I just wanted to tell you guys my favorite is Cactus Jack. Attaboy. Uh, Cactus Jack was absolutely fantastic. Mankind was great too, and I wish Dude Love could have lasted a little bit longer. But um, nonetheless, uh, that was a great match. One of the better uh, Mick Foley matches, but Mick's had so many great matches that I think a lot of people um, don't remember them or they just neglect them. But I think Mick's had way better matches than people give him credit for, and he should be remembered like how Sean is for his great matches too. Yeah. I, I think he makes a good point that Mick Foley is kind of really remembered as just being like a, as Ric Flair called him, a glorified stuntman. But I think he really did. He had a lot of classics. He had a lot of oh, classic yeah. matches. They all didn't involve Well, that was barbed just a wire. very bitter thing for Rick to say right. anyway. But I, mean, but I mean, if you think about it, you ask anybody, you're like, what's your favorite Mick Foley moment? Most of them are going to say getting thrown off the hill in a cell. We all said it. Yeah, yep. I mean, we, we all think it, but we forget about that match against Triple H. We forget about... This match against Shawn Michaels. We forget about those the matches with ma- The Rock. The, the Rock, Vader the matches. Vader matches. Well, the Orton you want, match. You want to talk about his matches with Funk back in the day. Yeah. yeah. His match with Funk. He even had a couple good matches with Ric Flair in WWE. He uh, had... There was a, a good match against Kurt Angle and TNA that I remember really liking. Yeah. He the, also, the guy could go. Let's let's be honest. Hey, happy, happy late birthday to Keegan. Yeah, yeah happy, happy birthday, birthday, Keegan. Keegan. Yes, Thanks sir. for calling in. We uh-huh. always appreciate it. We love um, you, buddy. Yeah, I think that you actually raised a really good point that he just never, yeah, he, he, he never does, got the respect that he deserved. Yeah, I think even I, when he was holding the title briefly, with, he he did a lot of great things. Yeah, he did. And check out uh, was it Sports Entertainment Spectator. Yes, Sports Entertainment Spectator. There yeah, we go. That's Keegan's Keegan's Podcast. little dealio. He's got. I, I was actually, I was actually on one of his episodes. Yeah, you were. We talked about, about WWE ECW. Yeah, so you can go listen to that if you want to hear Kyle ramble about WWE ECW. He likes to uh, do that. And uh, like here, here Keegan uh, and his knowledge walk circles around Kyle. Jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and check that out. And last up, the professor. He's not going to let this Kane thing die, and neither is Luke. But he talks about a lot more than that. He goes into the tag team specialist conversation that we had. He fits a lot into a little. He does. Yeah. So It's we'll almost like he's reading a it. Big hello to the big boys and body slams from the professor. I'd like to start by Hi. saying, Kyle, you were right about Kane. I was wrong. Thanks, I freely admit it. I always thought he was better used than he was when he had the mask on at first i guess i was wrong to the strap matches from the mind games podcast they change nationalities based on the competitors in the match they've always done that the koloffs in the 80s wrestled in russian chain matches and native american wrestlers like the tonkin chief jay strongbow wrestled in indian strap matches to the best tag specialist i would argue the von erics the von eric boys wrestled in various tags in the 80s in texas and seem to always be the masters. And lastly, to Mark Henry, I watched an interview with his weightlifting coach, and he said based on just his physical makeup alone, he would have easily been the world's strongest man had he not gone into wrestling. Have a good one, boys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Joseph, you did a wonderful job not yelling right into the microphone this time. Um. I think also, actually the Von Erichs was a, actually a pretty good answer. Like you I don't mean, think about pretty, them. It's a pretty good answer, except for the fact you had to pick one. Pick one person, not a whole tag team. Carrie. Okay. What? Von Eric. Oh. Um, the Texas Tornado. Come on. I think Joe brought up some really good points. 
in that uh, message. I do too. Uh, I, I think Mark Henry really could have been the strongest man. I think he's right. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy is a beast. But he was the world's strongest man. What are you talking about? That was his name. Duh. Oh, sorry. His finishing move was the world's strongest slam. It was the strongest slam in the world. Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Joe. Wonderful. And thank you, everybody. You your, can... your Von Eric one was ones I didn't think yeah, about. Yeah, made me really think. I, I think that's a pretty decent answer. Uh, and, so th- and thanks you, for admitting I was right. Love you, buddy. Yeah, don't don't say that too many thanks times. Thanks for... Dri- yeah, thanks you for, don't want to... His ego's already big enough. Thanks Jesus. for driving me to kiss one time. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting us cuss in the car. <laughs> hey, man. That. I just want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. Too sweet! sweet. I hate you from... <laughs>